Are you confused about which diet to follow if you have hypothyroidism and or Hashimoto? Is there the best diet to heal the thyroid? Keep listening because I will cover the top 6 best diets for hypothyroidism and tell you exactly which diet has been shown to improve thyroid function and reduce thyroid antibodies in people with hyperthyroidism and or Hashimoto's. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up-to-date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Hello, listeners. I hope you're having a great day and ready to dive in uh, into this exciting but sometimes confusing topic. By the end of this episode, you will be armed with enough information to be able to choose the best hypothyroid diet for you. Okay, let's begin. As a dietitian and a thyroid patient myself, I have been treating people with autoimmune conditions, including Hashimoto's disease, for years. 80% of people with hypothyroidism actually have Hashimoto's, so it is definitely the most common type of hypothyroidism in the United States. So um, just to remind you, um, Hashimoto is an autoimmune disease that damages the thyroid, a gland that releases hormones that control metabolism, growth, and a number of other functions. And poorly managed Hashimoto leads to hypothyroidism, which dooms you, and it did to me, uh, to experience strange heart flutters, anxiety, um, brain fog, difficulty concentrating, extreme cold intolerance, difficulty losing weight, uh, joint pain, uh, and of course, let's not forget about hair loss. If you guys want to learn more about how the thyroid affects hair loss, then listen to an episode titled Thyroid um, Hair Loss Connection. Okay, let's jump into talking about the most effective healing Hashimoto diets. First up is gluten-free diet. Gluten-free has become a very popular diet uh, for those with autoimmune disease. Even if they uh, do not have celiac, uh, which is an autoimmune disease that leads to uh, damage in the small intestines after consuming gluten. So let me note that gluten-containing foods are not inherently bad, right? But for, some, uh, for someone genetically predisposed to an autoimmune condition, gluten-containing foods act like um, turning on the switch, once the switch is turned on for Hashimoto's, it cannot be turned off. Autoimmune conditions are chronic, but, 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 their symptoms and severity can be managed with diet and lifestyle. And that is why we're talking about it today. 
So many studies show a strong link between gluten intolerance and uh, Hashimoto disease. This is because gluten has a molecular structure that closely resembles thyroid tissues. That sucks, right? So gluten sensitivity triggers an attack on the thyroid gland. Gluten, or um, well, technically the correct uh, term is gliadin, is the protein found in wheat and wheat-like grains like uh, such as spelt, rye, barley, and oats. So uh, one of the immune system's primary job is to protect the body from foreign invaders, right? Sometimes it may recognize a common food like gluten as a dangerous invader. When you eat that food throughout each day, this can keep your immune system engaged in constant battle, uh, making it oversensitive and, and thus prone to, uh, to food sensitivities and autoimmunity. So many people have, have a sensitivity to gluten, which can lead to continuous inflammation within the body, digestive issues, and various other problems that, um, that they may never actually attribute to gluten. In fact, I know people who have completely reversed their Hashimoto's disease just by removing gluten from their diet. Okay, next, let's talk about gluten-free and dairy-free diet. Gluten and dairy usually go hand-in-hand, hand, especially when treating Hashimoto disease and other autoimmune conditions. Many people with an allergy or sensitivity to one will actually have an allergy and sensitivity to the other. This is because casein, a food protein that found in dairy, has a very similar structure in comparison to gluten. Due to the similarities, the body may be confused and trigger an autoimmune reaction to casein, as if gluten has, had just been consumed. Next up is soy-free diet. Soy is a controversial topic when it comes to thyroid health, with some experts stating that it is detrimental to thyroid health and others saying that is just fine. So um, let's look at it closer. Soy, soy is known as a goitrogen. There is a long list of goitrogenic foods, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, bok choy, cabbage, um, and so on. So supposedly these foods inhibit iodine uptake and compromise thyroid function, leading to the development of a goiter, which is an enlarged thyroid gland. Okay, guys, this is the time to stop believing everything you read on the internet and start paying attention, attention to research. The, um, the assumption of food being goitrogenic stems from the research done in the 1970s and 1980s. Come on, that, that was just way, I mean, that was a long time ago. Certain vegetables were shown to have goitrogenic effect in the test tube but these findings were never replicated in animal or human study. Um, nevertheless, these vegetables got a bad name and many healthcare professionals told their hypothyroid patients to avoid them. But in fact, these vegetables, they're classified as goitrogenics, are beneficial for thyroid health because of their high antioxidants and flavonoid content. It is goitrogenic chemicals that are a concern for hypothyroid patients and should be avoided. 
But luckily, you know, they're, they're very rare and only found in certain prescription medications, um, such as I think lithium carbonate uh, has that. Having said all of that, guys, soy, however, is one of the top eight allergenic foods and is also a food that many people with autoimmune disease are actually highly sensitive to. When in doubt, I always go by personal experience. Regardless of what studies or doctors suggest, if soy does not agree with you, then don't eat it. Okay, next we will talk about paleo diet. Paleo diet is, um, is an ancestral diet, meaning it follows the food that we, as early humans, presumably ate. This includes uh, meat, fish, eggs, vegetables, um, what else, fruits, uh, nuts and seeds. Some also choose to consume uh, raw dairy products, but that's another uh, conversation for another episode. Um, so this diet, the paleo diet, uh, excludes all grains, beans, and other legumes. Um, of course, processed foods, including highly processed cooking oils and added sugars. So these foods can be um, can and they do tend to cause inflammation. Many people with autoimmune conditions have tried the paleo diet with life-changing results. Now, approach this diet with caution, as it, it is very limited in fiber and essential vitamins and minerals. Next up is autoimmune protocol diet. The AIP diet is a further modification of the paleo diet. On top of what is already eliminated, it also removes chocolate, mm, I don't like that one, caffeine, nuts, seeds, alcohol, okay, you know, eggs, and nightshade vegetables, tomatoes, eggplant, peppers. Obviously, th this diet is geared toward autoimmunity specifically. Many of the foods eliminated are known to be highly inflammatory foods. Since the body is already in a state of constant inflammation due to the nature of autoimmunity, it is helpful to do everything possible to decrease inflammation from other sources, right? As a registered dietitian, I don't think that this diet should be followed long-term uh, as it can lead to deficiencies in essential nutrients. But I do think it, it is a good start to pinpoint foods that, are, that you are reactive to. Okay, next one is the microbiome diet. This diet may be less familiar to most people, but you, our listeners, should consider it, especially if you have Hashimoto's. Gut microbiome health, which simply means uh, a balance of good and bad bacteria in your gut, is a key factor in managing autoimmune diseases such as Hashimoto's. While it makes sense to me and to you, right, to eat the same foods you already know uh, are safe, an overly limited diet leads to poor gut, uh, gut microbiome diversity, priming the gut's immune system to become hyperactive and giving rise to multiple food sensitivities. Now, on the other hand, a diverse gut microbiome produces postbiotics that help modulate the immune system. The more diverse the bacteria species in the gut are, the less autoimmunity shows up, right? The less symptoms you have. 
That is why it is uh, very important and it's vital that you eat a very diverse array of produce and continually rotate what you eat when, uh, when following an autoimmune diet. It is the best for hypothyroidism. Please note that no one specific diet is currently recommended to treat Hashimoto's. Just because something works for one person doesn't mean it will work for another person, which is uh, one of the reasons why self-experimentation is so important. Okay, now the moment of truth. Which diet is the best for hypothyroidism? Based on the most recent research, a gluten-free diet has been shown to improve thyroid function and reduce thi thyroid antibodies in people with Hashimoto's. When I work with my clients one-on-one, -on -one, I suggest that they they all try this diet, the gluten-free diet, for at least two months to see if their symptoms and disease markers improve. It is important to understand some basic concepts uh, about a gluten-free diet before removing it from your diet. So the one of, I think one of the most important concepts is being gluten-free is like being pregnant. You either are or you aren't. There is no such thing as being mostly gluten-free. You know, the exposure to gluten has been shown to create an inflammatory response for weeks to months afterwards. So it is important to be completely gluten-free to avoid lasting symptoms. Uh, the second concept, basic concept to understand is that eating a gluten-free diet for only a few days or a week is not long enough to notice any significant change changes. It takes at least three uh, or four weeks for a noticeable difference in your symptoms. And the last basic concept is it is common for other foods to cross-react with gluten, right? We already talked about it. These are the foods with identical protein sequences to gluten, which causes the immune system to react to, the, uh, to them in the same way. So dairy, as we mentioned before, and actually grains often cross-react uh, cross with gluten, which is why um, introductory autoimmune diets are usually grain and dairy-free. The, the AIP diets are. Um, recently, you know, guys, I, I had a client that had an adverse reaction to gluten-free gluten diet. After following uh, this diet for months, her symptoms actually got worse and her thyroid antibodies increased. We carefully reviewed her um, diet and found found out that even though she was eating gluten-free, it was what I call a commercial gluten-free diet that can actually increase inflammation and heighten symptoms of hypothyroidism. So when people go on this uh, gluten-free diet without a registered dietitian guidance, they replace normal gluten products, right, with highly processed, sugary, uh, foods that are also re rich in soy. And, you know, we talked about how soy is highly uh, inflammatory. So this is a recipe for disaster. In diet, let's talk about strategies that make all of my hypothyroid uh, clients feel better and I know uh, they will help you. So these strategies include spending more time outside, you know, stretching and do restorative activities like yoga, eating uh, lots of 
anti-inflammatory foods, especially veg, veggies, right? Following a nutrient-dense uh, diet, uh, staying hydrated, of course, you know, that's important. Avoiding caffeine and, and alcohol as much as possible. I know this is a hard one for a lot of people. Um, also engaging in stress-reducing activities like gardening or hiking or whatever, you know, whatever you feel like distresses you. Uh, of course, uh, getting plenty of sleep is very important. Uh, taking certain supplements, taking the right kind of supplements, uh, also important. And of course, staying active. Being treated with medication, taking certain supplements, and adhering to a nutrient-dense diet will help you feel better over time. Remember that managing an autoimmune disease is a marathon, not a sprint. <music>